This is the Better Reading Podcast platform with stories behind the story, Jane's Be Better Podcast, my book chat with Caroline Overington and more. Looking for a particular podcast? Remember, you can always skip to it. The What Are You Reading podcast is brought to you by Belinda Audio. Hi everyone, Cheryl Argle here. This is our podcast, What Are You Reading? Our followers know that we have our popular What Are You Reading Facebook Live every Thursday at 2pm. We decided to keep asking that question over the summer with this podcast and some amazing guests. So buckle up and let's talk about what we are reading. Shelley Burr, welcome back to Better Reading. Thank you. It's amazing to be here. Well, this is our What Are You Reading podcast, and we do this every year around the summer holiday period. And we are very curious, as are our readers, as to what people are reading over December and January, and perhaps what people are looking forward to reading next year. So Shelley's book, it was a debut called Wake, was a top five bestseller. It won the CWA Debut Dagger Award in 2019, was shortlisted for the Indie Book Awards and the Bath Novel Award. Shelley also won the Arbiers 2023 Matt Ritchell Award for New Writer of the Year for Wake. Gosh, there's so many. The New York Times Book Review called it addictive. Her second novel, Ripper, has been just as popular. And today uh, she's going to tell us what she's reading. What are you reading? Shelley? Yeah. Look, we've just come back from a holiday. So um, we spent a couple of weeks over in Tokyo. So I'm still very much- I love that city. Yes, it's so beautiful there. So I'm still kind of reading through the uh, the holiday book pile that I compiled and you never actually get any Wendy through what you um, what you plan to read when you're away. So um, I am at the moment reading uh, The Banksia House Breakout by James Roxburgh. I'm actually listening to the audiobook of that. It's read right. by Carrie Armstrong. Yeah, and that's wonderful. just um, it's just good fun. It's got an older cast, which is always nice to see. Yeah, and yeah, it's about a group of people who um break out of their um retirement home to help one of the characters go visit a dying friend up in Queensland, and they steal a car and just go on a wild adventure. And it's just um, you know, it's sad in parts, but also just excellent fun all the way along. Oh, fantastic. And Mm. when you go on holidays, I mean, audio is such a, well, it's a way to not be carrying hard copy books, right? But when you're at home, do you read hard copy or audio? What do you prefer? It's a bit of a mix of a mix of the two. I've Mm. found it a bit of an adjustment um, because now I write full time. So I don't have quite so structured a day. It used to be my reading time was on the bus and during lunch times. So I now have to make the conscious decision to sit down and read a hard copy book. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, It's so interesting with formats. You know, audio has just been, I guess, when it became really portable, because I don't know Mm. how old you are, but back in the day when I was working on a shop floor, audio was like you know 35 cassettes and then it went from cassettes to CDs and it was six CDs and whatever and now it's just so portable and so convenient and I think that's why it's growing in popularity and also they're better produced too they're doing a really good Mm. job with the readers Absolutely. Like some of them are audio dramas these days, yeah. like, you know, a full cast. Mm. I love an audio book. It's particularly helpful for us because we've got a bit of property. And so I spend a lot of time like hiking up and down hills, 
you know, moving goats on tethers and that sort of thing. And it's really good being able to, at the same time, be listening to a book and, you know, get my reading in that way. So yeah. I do consume a lot of audiobooks. Yeah, I do too. I try and set my walk around the length of time that I want to be out. Mm. And that's a really good incentive, you know, to stay out and to get fit. Like I just think, <laughs> you know, you're not coming back until you finish this much of it um, in terms of listening. Okay. So what do you usually do over Christmas and January? Do you take time off? Yeah, I wasn't able to last year because the way that the deadlines on Ripper lined up, like I yeah. was basically, I was, I remember talking to my family about it. It's just like, I will take Christmas day off, but yeah. the rest of the time I'm actively working on trying to get, you know, get things finalized because my publishers have deadlines. They've got people lined up. You know, I really have to hit those marks. But this year is a bit different, which is lovely because I have a third book that will come out in 2025. Right. So 2024 is not going to be quite so busy. And that means that 2023 Christmas, I don't have to be actively working. Right. So you can have a, yeah. a leisurely time. Yeah. So we're still in that phase where nobody in the family is quite ready to put their hand up and say they'll be the one to host Christmas. Yeah. Um, we hosted last year. So we're off right. the hook this year, which, you know, yeah. looking back, I don't know why I volunteered to host when I knew that I was going to be on deadline but yeah. it worked out. Well, what do they say? You know, give a job to a busy person and it will get done. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. If you're lying around doing nothing, you can't get anything done. Listen, what's your favourite book? Do you have favourites? Do you have something that you've read that has been in a way life-changing or sits with you? Absolutely. I think that um, there's the life-changing books and there's the favourite books. Like yes. a lot of the books that changed my life, you know, often that's in the non-fiction space. Like I was actually thinking about this the other day and like the book that has had the most influence on my life is unfortunately very difficult to get in Australia, but it's called Equally Shared Parenting. And it's a book mm. that we read when we were having a baby and that we sat down and discussed how we were going to approach parenthood. And that has absolutely changed the course of how our lives have played out. And it's funny how powerful a book can be. But I like that. So you both kind of agreed to hmm. adopt the principles of that book. Yeah, that's right. And unfortunately, wow. it's really difficult to get here. I try to recommend it to friends and they're like, yeah. we can't, we can't get it. Yeah. Wow. Um, but my absolute favorite book is Good Omens um, by uh, Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. I've yeah. read that a million times. We have I think three or four different copies of it at this point. There's one right here. It's just it has in some ways aged a little bit poorly, but in other yeah. ways it's just, you know, the perfect book to me. Yeah. And what are you looking forward to reading in 24? Do you know of what's coming up or are you reading? See, I mean, we talk about this a lot on Better Reading. A book is new until you've read it. So it doesn't have to be, you know, the language or the jargon that the book industry uses, like, you know, new released or backlist. If you haven't read a book um, and it's been out for five years, it's still a new release to you, right? Absolutely. And I think um, there is kind of this obsession with you've got to be always reading the newest thing. And yeah. as soon as a book is a couple of years old, it's forgotten, which is, which can be really sad. But, you know, it is new releases that I'm most looking forward to at this point. Um, interestingly, they're both coming out on the same day, which is January oh. 31st. Yep. Yeah, two new crime fiction novels. Um, one is the third Detective Kate Miles book by Dunica McKenzie. Oh, I she, love her. Uh, I love her. I 
I recommend her so much. Like I'm like a broken record and it's funny, like people will talk to me and they'll be like, oh, you know, I really wish I could read a book that was like this. And it's always Danuka McKenzie that they're looking for. Like I was talking to one person who was like, oh, you know, I feel like crime fiction, it's always the male detective, you know, trying to solve the terrible murder of poor women. And I'm like, well, if you want one that's a male victim and a female detective, you're looking for Danuka McKenzie's The Torrent. It's brilliant. Yeah. Another person was saying, it seems like there's a missing middle in crime fiction. It's always either big cities or tiny towns. Where's the regional stuff? And again, mm-hmm. I was like, you're looking for Danuka McKenzie's The Torrent. <laughs> but yes, the third one is coming out January 31st. It's called Tipping Point. And I'm really excited to get my hands on that one. Yeah. And what else? Yeah. And I'm going up against her on the same day, although I don't think they see it that way, um, is Kylie Orr, The 11th Oh, floor. yes. Yeah. Yes. So I'm also very much looking forward to that one. That, you know, that's an urban thriller. Yes. Um, something a bit different for Australian crime fiction. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but I'm very much looking forward to it. And I think it's going to be excellent. And do you tend to, is your genre crime or are you, do you read for research or do you know what I find? You get influenced by so many things. And I often, and this might happen to you, I'm often out and about and I come home and I think, oh, I've got this great idea. You know, it could be anything like, let's say homewares. Oh, yes, I'm going to put a blue cushion there. And then I think, oh, Cheryl, that looks fantastic. And what an original thought. And then I pick up a magazine that I must have flipped through last week. And there it is. But you kind of take it in subconsciously, if you know what I mean. Does that happen with writing? Yeah, absolutely. It can happen. And I read, I read a lot of crime fiction. I read primarily Australian crime fiction. I reached a point where I was like, I think I might be reading too much of this and I need to expand my reading horizons a little bit. And I read a lot of nonfiction, both just out of interest and, you know, researching. But I find that a lot of the stuff that I just read out of interest, it tends to soak its way in anyway. Um, I'll pick up on little things that I find interesting and, you know, it'll end up sparking an idea or it'll turn out to be the missing link of a problem that I was trying to solve in a plot. Because like I mentioned before that we have a little bit of property and so I read a lot of books about permaculture and agriculture and animal health and that sort of thing. Um, I'm doing a diploma of agriculture which is focused on soil science. So I do a lot of work that way. But my third book that's coming out in 2025, um, it's set on a farm and on a permaculture farm. And so I'm not quite sure whether I've like deliberately set out to tell a story about what I know or if I've just been so soaked in that area of interest for so long that it was the natural next step to write a story there. Yeah. I know that I wanted to tell that story next and I'm not quite sure where it came from. And well, we look forward to that. Okay. Well, we're going to let you go. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful Christmas. Have a, hope you get a nice summer break and you do lots of reading. Yes. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to give us a review. And if you love discussing books, check out our What Are You Reading merch, T-shirts, tote bags and more. Find us on the Better Reading website. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. If you enjoyed this podcast, leave us a review and check out the other podcasts on the Better Reading Network.